Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gannon along with my partner Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Hit the bell. You know, we're always on 12 p.m. Eastern is when we drop Wednesdays, Fridays, and Mondays for yeah, those yeah. episodes. Um, we're in week 10, man. Yeah, we are. Uh, as we said in the Thursday show, we are now at the second half. Things are getting real. Getting real. Fantasy, real life. Teams are struggling. Teams are thriving right now. Some teams at this point we did not expect to be winning. Some are losing. Yep. Uh What's, Playoff pictures I, of Foreman. Yeah, I was, was going to say, it's, uh, you know, we we don't even know really who the front runners are for you know MVPs for you know the first seeds in certain playoffs, but it's definitely shaping up in these next few weeks. Yeah, and it's about a, it could be potentially decided a little bit more uh, this week as we head into Week Ten. Let's jump right into our blowout game when the Jacksonville Jaguars make their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Currently, fifty point fifty and a half point over under here. Uh, nine and a half point spread to the Chiefs. Uh, biggest spread of the of the weekend besides the Eagles and uh, Washington game yeah. on Monday night. I'm locking in Kansas City. Uh, they played a tight game against uh, the Titans last Sunday yep. night. Uh, but I think that this is a game in which they can really dominate, take control. Um, but I I'm, I kind of like the Jags to cover the spread. Maybe yeah, keep within six. Keep within six. I like that. Uh, I I was gonna say to take the spread. So that I feel like is interesting because that is a. You know, the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like at the end of the day, I agree, will win this game. They're at home. They're the better team. They definitely have the better quarterback, in my opinion, for a different day. <laughs> um, the line at 55, 50 and a half, I love that. I think this will be a high-scoring affair. Um, I saw a lot of predictions like 30 to 20 or 35, 25, things like that. Um, I could definitely see it being uh, higher than 50. Um, but Kansas City, I will take them doing that spread because I think once they get going, teams like Jacksonville, uh, even if how good they are at keeping themselves in these games, whether they win them or not, uh, I think Kansas City can like run away with this one. Couldn't agree point. with you more on that one. That's our only blowout game of this week, so we're going to head right into our Mac games. Uh, yeah. First one that we got on the docket, NFC North matchup, when the Detroit Lions make their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears currently favored in this one by minus 2.5, 48.5 point over in this one. Uh Detroit, I saw you last week. Yeah. I called you out. Yes, you did. I said you were going to get the win. And what did you do? You beat the Packers. You dropped into three and six. In Hutchinson, interception in the end zone. I loved it. I, I just I just remember saying last week, I can't pick Detroit because I can't imagine a world where Aaron Rodgers drops five games straight. And we are now officially living in that world. Uh, oh, yeah. But, man, Justin Fields last week, uh, scary performance. Oh, oh my God. 78 yards on the ground. Uh it's just uh, most ever by a quarterback, by the way. Set an NFL record. How many times a week do I have to say I'm going to eat my words on Justin Fields? And once this guy gets receivers, it's going to be excellent. Uh, Detroit, no Jamal Williams this week, no power running. So your guy DeAndre Swift may have to step up. Yeah, going to be a huge DeAndre Swift game. But despite that, I do like Chicago in this one. Just the way that Fields has been playing every single week, getting better and better. He's running the ball really well. He's throwing the ball efficiently. It's not a lot of passing yards. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, you, you go out, he goes 15 for 19, 175, a touchdown, maybe two. And then he'll throw another, like, 90 on the ground and two touchdowns. Yeah. And maybe Mont finds his way. And this offense is now finding a, a groove around the run game. 
Um, you hope for more passing. We'll see what they do this offseason. $120 million to keep mentioning in the yep, offseason to yep. spend. <laughs> Plus, uh, they've gotten a few more draft capital. So, let's see what they can do. But I like the Bears in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, you know, we talk about how Field is, you know, just the most sacked QBs. 33 sacks. That's the most in the NFL right now. Um, Detroit, you know, they have a solid defense. We saw it last week, but... Not good enough to contain him. I'm going to go with the Bears at home. No problem. There. I like that. Let's keep this moving. This is a Met game. Could potentially be a good game. Just want to put that in a fair warning when yeah. the Cleveland Browns make their way to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Line currently right now, 40 and a half point over under. Uh, Miami's currently favored by minus three and a half. I feel like that should be more like a minus two and a half game because if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, yeah. specifically Nick Chubb, run the ball really well and they keep this offense off the field, yeah. this Mike McDaniel's terrifying offense is... Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle-led offense that's really, really scary right now uh, off the field. It could be a really close game, and Jacoby Brissett is moving the ball down the field pretty well. He is he is doing good. I feel like he has been really stepping up for the fact that in the summer, you know, he didn't know how many games he was going to play, and now at least he's 3-5. and five. Uh, You know, a lot of teams that have to switch in their quarterback situation, yep. uh, you know, they don't always react well. Cleveland has. Um, and I got to say, you know, I think this is going to be a nice high scoring game, kind of like we saw with Miami and Chicago last week. Um, but man, Tua is really impressing me as well. 15 touchdowns to three picks this year. I know he's missed a couple games. It's great, uh, but it's, it's excellent. He's six and zero when he, when he starts and finishes the game, they are six and zero. Yeah. Uh, and despite the defense giving up all those yards to feel like we said in the last game, I do like them this week at home. Um, I, I, I think this presents a little bit easier of a matchup without a running quarterback to Agreed. contain like that. Like last week they just couldn't contain fields. <laughs> they could not, and they just got Bradley <laughs> Chubb, which is not what you want to see. So yeah. I think this is a game for the Dolphins to win for sure. I, I think uh that. the way that the, the Browns defense has played at times is a little questionable, and I feel like that could maybe work in favor for Tyreek. Yeah, and they're coming well. off the bye, and I usually like teams coming off the bye, but I do not feel that great about them like they had that win on monday night they went into the bites they've had a little too much time off for me to like that you know miami they just came off a good shootout i get that well we're gonna move into a game i know you're gonna love when the houston texans make their way to new york to take on the new york giants line right now 41 over under spread giants favored by minus six and a half which i know jack loves i will take the giants for sure in this one houston plays well we'll keep the game close in the first half but i think at the end of the day Giants will take the W in the second half, and that's where they'll get their win. Yeah, what perfect timing. Just me talking crap about the Browns coming off the bye. But I got to say, I feel good about the Giants <laughs> coming off the bye, man. That is one of the teams I feel good about. Uh, the 41 line scares me. It kind of tells me it's going to be like a 20-17 to 17 game. But the Giants have come out on the top in those uh, possession games this year. Um, but I got to tell you, one thing that scares me uh, for the Giants defense this week is Sorry. your guy, Damian Pierce. Oh, yeah. No, he's a huge my guy. I have in my keeper fantasy league. Absolutely dominating. Yeah. Um, He ran the ball really well last week. 27 runs or 139 yards. Didn't find the end zone in that one, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I do think that the Giants will clamp down this. My biggest concern right now is for the Texans. They gave up a ton of yards to Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell last time that they played. And they got Saquon Barkley in New York right now. <laughs> I think it's going to be a huge game for Saquon. I like him for over 100 yards. And again, Giants double. Yeah, I think, that, I think that he can definitely get over 100 scrimmage yards. I think that you're right. This is a good matchup for him. The 1-6 Texans on the road in MetLife. I think the Giants should get this done. This is scary little trap game vibes to it. But I think that they pulled through. Uh, Daniel, before the bye, was playing so incredibly well. You know, I called him out saying, oh, you'll never be the guy who gets, you know, three touchdowns a game or 300 yards. And, and now he's that back it. to back. And he had a bye. 
Um, feeling good about them this week. Yeah, I got it like that. Uh, moving on into our next Mac game when the Denver Broncos <laughs> made their way to Tennessee to face the Titans. 38.5 point over under here. Tennessee's favored by minus three. Uh, again, no Bradley Chubb for this Broncos team. They're coming off the bye, a thing Jack hates but loves as long as it's his team against Houston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I like Tennessee in this one. They played really, really well against Kansas City. I actually thought they might pull out a win there towards the end, but you know yeah. the offense couldn't get going again. A little bit more from legal got to see. I'm assuming Ryan Tannehill will probably be another game-time decision if he doesn't yeah. practice this week, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, even if they don't have him in for this one, I think Derrick Henry can carry them to a win. Yeah, I mean he carried 17 times 115 and two last week. That is so good. That is gold. Uh, what you know the crazy thing is, uh, I believe you know with Malik Willis, uh, I believe he had 16 total attempts. Derrick Henry had 17 rushing attempts. So it's like, it's it's one of the only offenses where you really do have that guy in the backfield. You know, I kind of think we talk about it with Cleveland, but. I, I don't think that Denver can stop Derrick Henry. You know, like I think that Kansas City saw that last week. Tennessee's at home. Um, Denver's really been struggling. And this is the lowest over under the week. And this could be a pretty bad slugfest. What do you think? I think it's just going to be a gross game. I think it's going to be one of those games that you're watching and you're like, ugh. Yeah, you're like, ugh, uh, punt. Thank, please, thank God, is there another game on TV? Yep, eight oh, yards. It's going to be like first down, punt, punt, punt. First down, first down, punt. That is first Denver, down. That is punt, the Denver punt. special like, twenty twenty two season. <laughs> it's just gonna be brutal on this one. So hopefully, t- I, I still hope that Tennessee gets the win. It's I do been like hard. Tennessee minus three. I think that that's like very fair. I think Tennessee, the way they've been playing on defense, should be favored by a little more. So yeah, a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, let's move this right along. The New Orleans Saints make their way to Pittsburgh to take the Steelers. Uh, Forty one and a half point over under here. New Orleans favored by minus two and a half on yeah. this one. Steelers coming off another big loss. Uh, struggled against Baltimore on Monday night. Steelers coming off a bye again. Something Jack hates. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> and I hate to see that the Steelers are two and six more than I see them hating off the bye. Um, you know, forty-one and a half spread. Not going to be such a sexy game. Not New Orleans at all. only favored by two and a half. Um, it's kind of scary with New Orleans every week. I feel like they had the, that boom game. You know, last week against um, the Cardinals, and they played the Ravens, and they struggled. Um, you know, how do you like what New Orleans team do we get this week in in Pittsburgh? You know, um, that's you know, the biggest question. I think that Andy Dalton can move the ball. And we, we saw it a little bit on Monday night, uh, towards the end of the end of the first half, and they had yeah. like uh, they kind of lost a little bit towards the end. There. They'd have to settle for a field goal, but yeah. <laughs> they were able to move the ball at times. Um, I know, like they have Kamara and they have Olave. I, I like the Steelers. I just feel like this is one of those like trap games for okay for. Pardon me, I burped. For the Saints uh, right now, and with that spread, that minus two and a half, it's just like a little bit uncomfortable for me. Even Vegas doesn't really know. You know, there's no Claypool in this one, so the logic would be maybe the Steelers' offense takes another step back. But we've seen a few times that when these big trades happen, it ends up really helping out. Maybe Deontay Johnson finally goes back to getting 15 targets a game, and and that's good for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and they had the bye week. There's time for this offense to maybe adjust, you know, spend some time together, that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe Pat Fryermuth finally gets uh, gets involved. We love yeah. we love him, but I'm also thinking like with New Orleans, I I saw them play the Ravens on Monday night, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like I, I still have no idea how even if they become successful down the line, they're going to be a team that like destroys other teams. And Pittsburgh should be an easy matchup. I am gonna take New Orleans with, only with that that two and a half spread. It's very close to me. Um, like you said, I think this could be a very slight victory, like. 
I see this being one of those games where one of them goes for a two-point conversion and winds up being up by one or two at the end. Um, so I'm going to go with New Orleans on the road. Um, Kamara versus Najee Harris, very interesting running back like matchup that, yeah. in this one as well. Uh, but, man, um, you know, I, I think that New Orleans needs to get creative officially with no Michael Thomas for the rest of the season. Um, I kind of see a big game for Chris Olave. Um, so I, I will go with the Saints on that one. All right. I like that. Let's move this into our worst game of the week. By a mile. You would have thought Denver and Tennessee was going to really break that <laughs> But the Indianapolis Colts making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders finds a way to make that that much worse. The Point one and a half point over under here. Vegas <laughs> minus six and a half. But we've seen three times this oh, year geez. that you could have a <laughs> seventeen point lead, and that does not matter. I uh, it, it, the fact that the Raiders were leading in category of most blown seventeen Jeez. point leads is not the category we thought they were going to be leading, and we were kind of hoping that they would be. The ones that were really going to pose a threat in the that were, AFC that were West. winning by 17 points yeah, every like, single game with Devontae you, Adams. And you yeah. have the weapons. We thought you had the coaching. Uh, Josh McDaniels, you have yet to prove us right, man. Like, oh. What is going on? Um, they let go of another fourth first-round pick in Jonathan Abram uh, yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. And, I, I mean... Josh Jacobs is the only guy they've drafted... That they have left, and they've had years where they've had multiple. Do they release Farrell? Farrell's gone. Oh, it's ready. It's yeah. gone. Oh, no. Everybody oh, but no. Jacobs now is there. And, uh, I mean, you got to ask, which team is in worse turmoil? I mean, the Colts, you fire Frank Wright, who we say week by week is one of our favorite coaches to watch. And then you get Sam Ellinger get sacked last week for nine times. And then you hire... <sighs> Jeff Saturday, who we haven't seen on a football field since he did that Pro Bowl snap to Peyton Manning in like 2013. Now, Jack, I think it's worth noting what yeah. you what you said to me off off before we got into this oh, off yes. camera. Yeah, yeah, please, please tell the sure. people. Yeah, no, I said what Ian Rappaport mentioned yesterday was very well said. The fact that Jeff Saturday is able to be hired off the streets when this guy hasn't coached in two years and he coached for a losing record high school in Georgia. This guy has not coached. He has not done any college experience. He has not done any pro experience. There are mil- like thousands of coaches all over the nation waiting to get hired and working their ass off to get in these positions. And especially with all the conflicts in the offseason with the Rooney rule, there are so many minority, co- more minority coaches being disregarded in this process, especially from the Colts who have faced these issues and done this. Like they need to do better yep. in general with the league, but Jim Ersay as well. I mean, that press conference yesterday, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's basically like, you know, it was like he had his PR team ready and then they didn't show up and he did the press conference anyway with things that just pop into his seven year old dude's head. Crazy stuff. Not disrespecting that, but I'm just saying, I'm disrespecting the fact that the system of many coaches who are qualified coaches who deserve a chance to coach of any of any background, you know, we see coaches all the time be successful with any background. This should not be something that holds people back now. And you got Jeff Saturday coming off the streets. I, it's just an illogical move to me. Um, yeah, and I, I'll pick the Raiders honestly because of how much I hate the Colts now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think Seriously. it was a it was a BS move that that what Jim Ursay decided to do with the yeah. team. Like you're saying, they they just kind of threw the Rooney rule to the side. 
Uh, they didn't even seem to really care for any experience when it came to coaching. Yes, he's a former player, a great player, albeit in a for in a Colts great. You know, I think yeah. he's a, I think he's a Colts Hall of Famer, and I and I get that relationship yeah. and that kind of stuff. But you're absolutely right. There, but is, you don't even look in house. You got twelve staff. You know, you got I'm not, not to cut you up. They got twelve staff members. They got all these people that they could hire from other teams. I just found it so disappointing. It's like so gut wrenching. Yeah, it's just not okay. And and I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Raiders game. Absolutely. I just you know. That, that that's a little bit unacceptable and you're coaching your when you're firing your coach midway through the year it's always tough to come back from that we've seen a few coaches bounce back like steve wilkes that kind of stuff yeah. when matt rule got fired but like it, this guy's this guy got hired yesterday does he have the playbook yeah like what's what's happening <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, is he is he ready for this like what who's calling the plays the he's just out there is, to be a leader like what's happening <laughs> the move is like so illogical to me i don't even i don't even know man <laughs> who knows honestly who the knows Colts are doomed because they did this not only for the illogical moral sense of what they've done, but they have decimated the team by not having an actual coach coach the team. Yeah, seeing an what, NFL team. Watching what they're going to do in the offseason is, off is going to be really interesting. And we're just going to keep moving this right along, yeah. honestly, because the Colts don't deserve any more time. Uh, when the Dallas Cowboys are going to take on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, 43.5 point over under here. Dallas currently favored by minus five. This is a 425 uh, Eastern time game. This is the uh, Mike McCarthy reunion in Lambeau. Seeing the fans. Him and Rodgers won a Super Bowl together. Yeah. Um, I'm going Cowboys off the rip because of all the injuries to the Packers that we saw last week. There all was, the injuries, uh, man. Tanyan was uh, was injured. Runyon was injured. Aaron Jones was seeing the boot. Rashawn Gary's out for the for the year with Romeo a torn Dobbs. ACL. Romeo Dobbs was seeing the boot. He's out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. Um, it's just not what you wanted to see for them. And look, I'm a happy camper with where the Packers are sitting right now in the division. Like I said in our Thursday Night Football, three and six. Vikings are seven and one. This is great for us. Um. I just don't think this is the Packers team of old. I yeah. think the Cowboys are playing great football. That defense is playing fantastic. Micah Parsons playing his way to a defensive player of the year. Uh, trophy currently. We got uh, Dak back. I think they still are probably hoping to get Zeke back. Might not be this week, but yeah. Dak back really boosts his offense. Dalton Schultz is happy that he's back. CeeDee Lamb is happy he's back. His offense can score more points. Cooper Rush is a game manager. Sure. Dak is a game changer, I think, a little bit. That's a, Yeah, that's a great way to put it for me. Dak, I think, you know, is at that point where he is fully back now. He's looking good. Um, we saw Dallas, you know, against Chicago a couple weeks ago just blow him out. Um, I think that's like such an important thing to note is just like you said, it's just such a different level of play and they were still playing really well under Cooper rush. Yep. Um, but it really, you know, for me, I think I still think Tony Pollard is like a top 15 running back. Oh in the NFL yeah. Right now, even though he's their backup there. dog when he's in. Yeah, exactly. Dog, dog, Tony Pollard, dog. And they have stuck with him and giving him like 20 carries game like they trust him yeah it's helped um, out zeke in turn he runs more efficiently when pollard's been out there eating definitely. some of the carries as well and you know zeke is not the same running back that he was when he came into this league yes. but they're finding a way i think to sort of work them both albeit i do think that pollard provides a little yeah. bit more of that extra but dallas stuff. by five i do like them because like you said their defense uh really has been containing quarterbacks well aaron Rodgers losing weapons around him is not good for where they're at uh it's very um, unfortunate you know because they're usually a winning team usually a top team in the yeah. nfc uh but this year dallas does look better than we had predicted and uh, i think they continue that this week yeah, couldn't agree with you more. All right, let's move this along into our good games of the week. And our first one is at 425 p.m. as well. The Arizona Cardinals make their way to the Los Angeles to take on the Rams in an NFC West showdown. 
43 and a half point over under on this one. Rams are favored by minus three. Kyler. Oh, and two, since Modern Warfare has released, it is a solid game. Uh, I do recommend taking a look at it if no one has. What are your thoughts going into this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, not a sponsor, but not a sponsor. wants a sponsor. <laughs> I just want a free game. It's $70 now. Uh, uh, not a sponsor. Go buy the game. But Kyler, uh, Kyler's going against the Rams, who you know we saw you know have... You know, step up for the first four in three and a half quarters last week until they gave up that last uh, second touchdown to Kate Auden with the Bucks. But uh, man, both these teams three and six Cardinals, three and five Rams, like you said, not what we had expected. Not at um, all. How do you feel about the Cardinals right now? I'm worried. Okay. I, I the the loss of Chandler Jones is evidence. They don't have the same pass rush of old. Yeah. The secondary is not the same right now. Um, I think Cliff Kernsbury is a little bit on the hot seat. Truthfully, um, if four years right now, he's 27, 30 and one record with a quarterback that he wanted in Kyler Murray. Um, they have one playoff appearance during that in which they lost to the Rams last yeah. season, 34 to 11. Um, and Kyler threw two interceptions, had no touchdowns. And I'm not blaming it all on Kyler. I just don't think that this is a coaching and head and quarterback combination that's working. I do think that mm-hmm. he's a franchise guy. I think he has what you want from a player. He has the arm strength. He has the ability to move around the pocket. Um, he can run the ball pretty well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Part of me. He has all the things that you want. Yeah. I just don't know if this is now working with the offense. We saw him and DeAndre Hopkins yelling at each yeah. other on the side. Robbie Anderson, since being there for three games, seven targets, one reception, minus three yards. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what's he happening. He literally has negative yards since wanting to go to a better team. Uh, and obviously, I feel like it looks different um, on paper if you have Hopkins, Brown, and Anderson all playing at the same time. But yeah. in reality, it's been very disappointing. Um, on the other hand, you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins playing great two touchdowns in his oh, last so three good. games, almost 300 yards, 298 yards to be exact, 11 and a half per catch. I mean, so good. It's not like it's like you're saying, it's not like they don't have these good players. It's just the offensive scheme is kind of bad. Maybe know? the air raid um, offense just isn't working in the NFL for a reason. Maybe. And, I, you know, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they make us eat our words and they go off for 30 points this week. But I kind of doubt I, it. I'm going with the Rams in this one. I yeah. just don't know what we're going to get. I think DeAndre Hopkins finds the end zone. But Jalen Ramsey and him always have a great yeah. little battle going on. That's they've a had great since, point, They've Shanzi. had since Houston and Jacksonville. So that's just something to watch. I think that, that Hop will find the end zone. But... Held under 75 yards this week, oh, I think yeah. it's a high possibility under Ramsey. And that one touchdown will come on the one time where Ramsey isn't on him. Yeah, Ramsey. I mean, last week, um, you know, the one thing that interests me about Arizona is that the last time that these teams played in week three, that was the only time Cooper Cup didn't have five catches. And he has had seven plus catches in every other game this season. So uh, for me, Arizona definitely does something to kind of hinder have the to. uh you know this matchup but i am gonna go with the rams as well by three i do think that if they win this it's by a touchdown i do think I like the that. defense steps up um and you know it's like you said it's uh the cardinals are just kind of not you know you're worried about them <laughs> these teams are just like lukewarm it's just like the best way to describe them yeah. let's move this along in our good games uh when we head to munich this is a 9 30 a.m <laughs> yeah. game our first ever not our first ever the nfl's first ever yeah. game in germany um and before we tell you who it is, you should already probably know. Um, but every game internationally has been decided by one possession. Yeah. Uh, something important to note because the Seattle Seahawks are making their way to Tampa Bay and Munich to face the Buccaneers. 
44 and a half point over under on this one. Timothy, we're minus two and a half. What are your thoughts going into this one? Man, I um, I, uh, this is going to be interesting. Remember to set those lineups early on Sunday. This will be the last, yep. uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, the last uh, international game, two in London, one Mexico City, and now, yeah. and now this one here. Um, the Mexico City one's coming up. Oh, the Mexico City one's coming up. Yes. Yep. I, 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 uh, very, very good point. So, um, this is going to be interesting, like you said. I think this could be a one-possession game. You know, the two-and-a-half spread reflects that. Um, I like but that, I yeah. do like Seattle. Um, last week after Geno threw that pick six, I was a little nervous. It was not the best throw, but he had about 80% completion after the end Killed of the game. it afterwards. Bounce like, back. You know, again, yeah, yeah, he's just been playing great. Um, right now, he's still leading the league 73. Uh, you know, that's definitely the thing that we say every week. But, you yep. know, if he had worse completion, we would say that he had worse completion. Um. And uh, what do you what do you think about this Tampa Bay coming off of a comeback victory like we said with the Rams, Seattle coming off of winning last two Arizona. minutes of that game in ta- in Tampa Bay was absolutely insane. Yeah, At, I was watching that game and I'm watching them. It's fourth and goal. They don't get the touchdown. I'm like, oh man, yeah, it's over. It's over. Rams kind of move the ball for like a second and they just stall out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, well, maybe there's like a little bit of time. And I think it was 37 seconds left on the clock. Tom Brady gets the ball. He's 60 yards down the field. He marches down in something like 16 time, it, seconds. It was like nine seconds once they scored. He was all the way down on like the 12 already. Yeah. And you were like, what the I literally was on the phone. I was literally staying next to somebody on Sunday. And I was like, oh, yeah, as long as like. The the Rams win. I'll hit this like four leg game pick. I was very excited, Damn. and I go look. Let me check it out. How are the Rams doing? It's like it's like there's uh, Tom Brady thirteen nine, and then he's like, no, it's a sixteen. It's a sixteen thirteen. I'm like, oh, he's ten seconds. But that's Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady. But despite that, I'm gonna go Seattle with you. Yeah. I I totally agree. I I like I like them in this one. The Tampa Bay offense not the same. Leonard Fournette has rushed more than twenty five yards, nor seen more than nine carries since their Week Six loss to the Steelers. That's Damn, so weird. <laughs> like I don't know why that's a stat for them, but it is, and they're just not. I don't know. They're just not the same team. I mean, I guess Todd Bowles was right. If yeah. you if you were expecting this to be the same Super Bowl team, you are wrong because it is clear that they are not, and the record is evident of that. They're three, they're four yeah. and five. And you got Ken Walker, who's basically acts like he's getting two hundred yards every uh, game. Uh, you know, I potential we, offensive rookie of the year he candidate. Is, he is if Garrett Wilson there. doesn't slow down, I was going to say he's getting up there. Him and Garrett definitely. I know Ken Walker started late, but the fact that he's picking up all these yards at the end is of the impressive. year, you're going to be like, oh damn. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, the Bucks offense to me just isn't as impressive as Seattle's. Seattle's been able to overcome a lot of different defenses this year and score. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett playing really well. Uh, yep. They have a great run game, better than Tampa's. Um, like Sean always says, a team with a good run game, you manage the clock, you get the possessions, keep that game close. And, you know, if you are kind of losing towards the end, you use that run game to win it. And, uh, I think they do that here. I think that uh, they're a good underdog this week. Um, but it's it's uh, very interesting. I think it will be a very tight, stressful game down down to the line. Absolutely, but I, I don't know why. I just feel like Pete Carroll is going to surprise. You know what I mean? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Still OG Pete. He's he's like he's just still around. He's, he's still, still around. He's still kicking it. I love it. Let's move this into our <laughs> games of the week because your boy. Sean himself is super hyped because his Minnesota Vikings are making their way to Buffalo oh, to yeah. take on the Bills. 40 and a half point over under on this one. Buffalo's favored by minus six. Buffalo in Buffalo, uh, Minnesota said I'm so excited. be another place colder to play. And Buffalo said, yeah. Hold my beer. Come, come hang out with us. Right. Uh, and uh, Josh Allen, obviously, biggest thing this week, uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury, elbow injury. If he's in, 
How are you feeling if he's out? How are you feeling? I don't like it either way. <laughs> <laughs> this is why if he's in, it's Josh Allen. Yeah. All right. And he, he, in his rookie season, he jumped over Anthony Barr and that was like the whole big thing and he did beat us. And then, so uh, scarred by that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if he's not in, it's Case Keenum. And for those of you who might not know, Case Keenum was the had the Minneapolis miracle with Stephon Diggs and Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo. This is the first time Diggs is going to get to play against his former team. That being said, uh, the head coach is gone. The GM, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of changes have happened since, but you still can't help but get the feeling. It's that still he'll be everything over on Diggs this weekend. Catches, yards, touchdowns, everything. You know, <laughs> you know he's going to be going off. They did, they did have a huge loss last week. Yeah, um, the Bills, and I do expect them to want to bounce back, especially with that home crowd going to yeah. be there. They just lost to the Jets, which I know what they're disappointed about. And this is arguably the best wide receiver matchup of the entire weekend. Because it's Diggs versus JJ. Diggs currently has 60 receptions, 857 yards, 7 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, pretty similar stat line here. 59 receptions, 867 yards, and 3 touchdowns. I hope that they both find the end zone this weekend. I think that they definitely do. Because JJ, as uh, many people know, like Sean said, uh, was you know the draft pick that they got in exchange for Diggs. They were like, all right, you know, we'll get another electric wide receiver yeah. anyway. Uh, there is a, you know, there is one weird reality where the Vikings don't get that pick, but they still have both of them. That would be insane. That'd been great. Um, but yeah, no, great receiver matchup. I'm I'm gonna ride with your boys this weekend against the Buffalo six spread, and I'm gonna go with the Vikings money line. I think that they going in and winning this game would be unbelievable. Now, as I say that, I'm also like, wow, if Josh Allen is playing. Don't listen to a word I say because because if he's playing, he's going to be at home, and this would be that game. Despite the Vikings being seven and one, this would be the game that you wouldn't be shocked because the Bills are who they are this year. You know? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going with Buffalo. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical of the Vikings that Washington game. We struggled uh, against Jonathan Allen, and now we yeah. got to deal with Vaughn Miller. Um. I also think that we give up a ton of yards to the receivers sometime. Last week, though, we did get a referee get right in our way as we were trying to get an interception. That that uh, has to be reviewed, man. That should be reviewed. There should be some sort of he repercussion. Uh, that was literally... We were going to... He just took out our defender. He bodied that. He bodied the Just took out Cameron Bynum. No pads on. I mean, I respect it, but you kind of messed up the game. <laughs> he just... It changed momentum. But yeah, I just think that we've been giving up a lot of yards. You saw DeAndre Hopkins with the one-handed reception a few weeks ago. Um, we saw the big play last week. I think that the Vikings team, so I can't remember who said it, they're winning, but they're not winning convincingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're winning these, off camera and it's not, it hits so hard. Right now. They're, they're winning these one possession games and that's great. It's awesome. They had 14, one possession games last year of which I think they only won six, no more than six this year. They've had Eight one po- <laughs> seven one possession games and okay. they've won all seven. Yeah, no, my bad. Six the the Packers game seven. was not, and they've they had six one possession game. They won all six, so it's a, they're already tied for the last season. But they're they're clearly doing much much better in that respect. But I'm a little bit worried just about them. It's going to be a huge test for them. If they win this game, it does change how people I think look at the Bills yeah. and look at the Vikings. And this is going to be the only time this has ever come out of my mouth. Um, I kind of, I'm in for once actually enjoying Kirk Cousins. I like the little off field dancing and I like the, the ice on the veins. That's fun. Okay. Now we're, now we got, this is what happens when the Vikings are good. Sean's like, 
I like people that. You know well, what I'm saying? No, because a, when they're losing, it is on him. Well, now yeah. that they're winning, it's like, all right, we got to love this guy. Look, How do you know? He's not playing great. 13 touchdowns, six interceptions, you know, not even 2,000 yards yet. It's, it's 1,999. I'm But, you know, I what I like is um, I like the younger coach. Supposedly, mm-hmm. under Mike Zimmer, there was a, a sense of fear amongst the players, and he operated with fear. And just you can see in the videos, everyone's happy. Everyone's got their yeah. phones out. They got some beers and cups. Everyone's yeah, chilling. They were not dancing. doing what they're doing last year and winning yeah, like this. Man. And this is not, you've never seen Kirk like this in all of his time. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's just an attitude shift in Minnesota. And so I'm enjoying that attitude and shift. And the defense for me, I want to add that before we move on to, is, is a huge factor here. You know, Zadarius Smith. Eight and a half sacks. Uh, I don't know Daniil's off the top of my head, but Sean is getting close to his call. Daniil five. Daniil <laughs> five. Oh, 13 and a half. We got a second half of the season. We can get 13 and a half more. So that's not too bad. I mean, you got to get 11 and a half. You know, it's not too bad. I we, was saying, uh, we can do it. Five. Um, but I want to say, you know, him, eight and a half sacks. Harry, the hitman, getting four interceptions on the year. Love it. Um, if they can create turnovers, create pressure, do what the Jets did last week, That'd be that's great. the key to beating Buffalo. Absolutely. All right, let's move into our last game of the week. Los Angeles Chargers made their way to San Francisco <clears throat> to take on the 49ers. This was flex to the Sunday night football game, and for good reasons, should be a good game. Yep. 46 and a half point over under. San Francisco favored by minus seven. Uh, Chargers have struggled a little bit offensively without Keenan Allen. Got a huge win last week, including a monster fumble, force fumble, and fumble recovery by Khalil Mack, where he ripped it out of Drake London's hands. Yeah, he did not stop that run. I sent that to uh, everyone. Like, everyone needed to see everybody, it. And everyone's like, I, I, he's just not going down. I'm like, yeah, it's Khalil Mack. Um, the great thing is uh, the 49ers coming off the bye. They're going to have a little bit of rest there for Christian McCaffrey, you know, yep. to learn the offense. Uh, he was just traded for uh, right before the deadline in week nine. Um, this is going to be a very good defensive matchup, I, f- I feel like, for the San Francisco 49ers being at home, being favored by seven right now. And the Chargers, like you mentioned, they are a little bit injured. They are a little bit injured, but for some reason I like them in this game. They're, you know, the 49ers have been all over the place. I yeah. Keep, keep burping this <laughs> to say the last. I'm so sorry. I had so much seltzer water today. It's coming back right now as we're recording this, but... They've just been so back and forth right now, and I think if there's if they're able to get ample pressure on Jimmy G, create some turnovers, this offense will kind of shift all of a sudden. Okay. When, when there's pressure in front of Jimmy G, he starts to, to fold a little bit more. We got some good news, though, for them. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is returning back from the IR. Aziz Alshair also returning. Colton McKifts, McVitz. Uh, sorry for mispronouncing. Also returning. It opens up the 21-day window to return. That's huge yeah. news for San Francisco. They always seem to be injury plagued. You're right. They do have Christian McCaffrey. That's wonderful. That's great. He is finding uh, rhythm here. I don't know. I just feel like there has to be a sneaky game of the week. Why not this one? Yeah, I, I like that take. Um, you know, the Chargers since 2002 are 5-0 and versus San Francisco 49ers. Um, they have a lot. San Francisco, for me, it's a defensive advantage. Um, you know, the Chargers, um, right now, they're allowing about 145 yards on the ground, which is third worst. Definitely yep. don't want to come in with that position against the Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, so I will say that for the first time since 2002 that the 49ers do beat the Chargers. Like um, at home, I like you said, Jimmy G, he is the key to not turning the ball over to get, in the, get, get everything yeah. going. But I did like what we saw a couple weeks ago um, for, for when they had McCaffrey getting involved on all levels. I think that's great for Jimmy to have, you know, a receiving back, um, you know, having Debo out there. 
Um, I do like uh, the Chargers defense as well. Um, you know, but the one tough thing is that the Chargers run defense, run offense with Austin Eckler. It shocked me to see that they only produce about 89 yards a game themselves. You know, I feel like that is just obviously it's um, like correlating with the fact that they don't have any receivers and I agree so pressure on him. I mean, well, um, but it's tough. One. It's tough. I mean, with Nick Bosa, or, I feel like that could all be a, a yeah. You know, I with I think it's gonna be really interesting in this one is like they have a forty six and a half spread on this one. Yeah, I'd be curious if I can hit the over. Because when the 49ers do start rolling, they start rolling. Yeah. You know, and they can easily. When this offense does get going, like Debo's fully healthy, and I imagine once Christian McCaffrey really finds his way in this offense, there's no reason why this offense can't put up 30 points. I just points. can't believe Debo, CMC, and Kittle are all around. A little, bit, little bit unfair. One more thing before we depart. Chargers okay. are 3-1 and one on the road, winning most of their games uh, away, not at home this season. Yeah. So just uh, something to point and, out. Uh, this one could go either way. I'm happy we're opposing this one because there are two very big sides of this. Court. Yeah, good. Good, good one to oppose uh, for sure. But uh, that's all the time that we have. Thank you for listening and for tuning in. Stay tuned for our Monday football episode coming out. Yeah, enjoy that Monday. Uh, enjoy. I hope you guys enjoyed this Sunday Super Flex. Uh, enjoy the whole Sunday uh, slate of games. Going to be a couple of great ones in there. Oh, yeah. Division matchup. Always remember to check us out three times a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, twelve o'clock on YouTube, on Spotify. Both just saying football. Check us out justsayingfootball.com and just saying with no G. WJS on Instagram for all your article video updates so that we can update you on all of our articles and videos. And uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Enjoy.